Hello, I'm Mark Newman. Welcome to Preflight TV. This episode brought to you by Mosey, online backup for your PC or Mac. This episode, let's look at handheld airband transceivers. Uh, there's not very many to look at, so we're just gonna look at one here and see, uh, see what we can make of it. Vertex and ICOM are pretty much the only manufacturers that make uh, airband transceivers. I've chosen here the ICOM A6. Um, it dif differs from the 24 just by one feature, and I'll get into that in a minute. The first thing is, if you're a student pilot, you might consider getting yourself a scanner. This one here is by Radio Shack. A scanner is just a listening device. There's no transmitting. But the benefit of a scanner is you can listen to all the weather, all the airband. You have to make sure you get an airband scanner, uh, police and uh, fire department. The bad thing is if you're a little bit paranoid, um, this will feed your paranoia. As the police go down the street, you get to listen to what exactly is going on, which may be your thing and um, is kind of interesting. I do, I do that sometimes when I hear a big fuss going outside. It's not gonna be on the local news, so I wanna hear what's going on. This is kind of a good device to have. It's, it has, suits more uses than a transceiver would suit. And if you don't really need to talk on it, I would consider getting this. However, a transceiver is good for an emergency situation. I'll explain that in a second. Um, and this isn't. But if you're a student and all you're interested in is learning, these things aren't very much. I can't remember how much I spent on this one, maybe $150. Um, this one's a Radio Shack transceiver. I mean, not transceiver, a uh, scanner. This ICOM transceiver, obviously you can talk and receive communications on frequencies. Here, I'll turn this on. You probably can hear weather on all the way. So I have the weather channels going on there. Um, I can, I just press the clear button. I get to uh, now choose what channel I want. If I, if I want to put in a 1215, I just hold down that button. It automatically sets that. I want to change the squelch. If I want to change the squelch, I can just set it here. It does operate like a scanner. In fact, all of the transceivers do the pretty much all of the same features. So if I want this to be a scanner at the moment, I can press this. Okay, so let me... So there it is. It's acting like a scanner now, and it's going. It's cycling through some programs that are some frequencies that I have pre-programmed into the scanner. Um, which could be handy if you just want to hear air traffic in your area. Let's turn the volume down on that. In fact, I'll turn the power off. Honestly, all of the transceivers work about the same way. They have about the same kind of features. So pardon me if I rant here just a little bit, um, or quite a lot, but there's one feature with these transceivers that they have that you absolutely do not need. Do not consider it as important in your buying decision for a transceiver. Do not think about it. Just forget about it. Think about the other features that you might want. If you want to have other frequencies, if you want to um, have some programming skills, uh, maybe can connect to a computer, all of those things within a transceiver might make a lot of sense. But this one feature is completely and utterly useless. And what I'm talking about VOR tracking. You do not need it. Do not buy it. Do not think about it. Do not use it if you have one with it. You might think, oh, but I am using mine. Mine is great. No, don't use it. It's a bad idea. If you're a VFR pilot, the last thing you want to be doing is messing with this thing while you're trying to get yourself out of the clouds. 
you need to focus on staying upright. Really more than anything else, you need to be paying attention to the attitude indicator and your compass. You need to turn around, you need to get out of there, descend, whatever you need, you need to get out of there. What you don't wanna be doing as a VFR pilot is trying to figure out how to follow a VOR on your transceiver. It's a ridiculous thing, you don't wanna do it. Now, if you're an IFR pilot, there are procedures. You are not going to go to this and try to track in on this. In fact, you'd be better off, here I've got an iPhone here, you'd be better off using the GPS on your iPhone to get some kind of situational awareness. But worst case scenario, if all your instruments are out, you're gonna be following your directional gyro or your compass and to get out of there without having, the, you're not gonna be using this thing. In fact, when your partial panel, when is the last time that you used this as your partial panel instrument? Probably never. And with that, do not, don't even try it. You're probably going to crash. Maybe you have the thought that you can do it. Um, maybe you're thinking it's a great backup instrument. Um, I submit it is not. You're better off using your phone and looking at the map on your phone where you'll be able to see your general location and see if you're heading in the right direction. But even then, that's kind of a bad idea. You need to stick to the instruments that are in your aircraft. These are just positional awareness kind of devices, and this is no better. I would much rather use my phone where I get some kind of distance than rather than using this, and this has no DME as, as well. Also, if your radio stack has gone out and you're trying to use this for both your radio and your VOR, you're switching between the two, you're trying to get your features working, and I think that they can do that, but it's really a lot of effort for something that is really a big pain and not going to help you in any way whatsoever. Okay. Now, uh, as before, our sponsor is Mosey, and if you use coupon codes PFT or PFT15, you can get a discount to the online subscription to their backup service. Um, I know you probably have a backup hard drive in your house, but what if that fails? What if your computer fails? What if both fails? What if your house burns down or someone robs you? If your files are on the internet, in a secure location like Mosey, you'll be able to get them back. If they're in your house, you don't know if you can get them back. Um, as you've heard before, you might have heard before, if your data is not in three places, it doesn't exist. You need to have some kind of on-premises backup in two different file formats. It isn't just good enough to have them all on ripped DVD because um, DVDs do degrade. It isn't good enough to do them just to hard disks because hard disks do de degrade. They do a different rate, so it's good to have both. If you're gonna use both or two different kinds of uh, media, uh, other people use tape disks, but Mosey would be the third option. Um, that's also important would be off-site storage. So your big, quick files, local, that makes sense. All of your long-term storage need to be off of your site, off of premises. So if anything happens at all, it's safe, it's secure. Use PFT, PFT15 to get a discount with Mosey. Back to the transceivers, the thing that you should know about all of these is that they're all very much the same. They're all about five watts uh, power output and um, the uh, Vertec have some extra features on some of them, but the, but the ICOMs are all pretty much standard. The best thing about the ICOM here is that the buttons are very clear. It only has two dials. It, the, there's not a lot of uh, duplicate, there's not a lot of multi-functionality with the buttons. It does a green thing and a black thing. 
press the green button, then it does the green thing. If you don't press the green button, it does the black thing on the, on the button labels. And the red one is one, two, one, five. It's really very clear. This one scans up and down channels. It remembers your last channel if you, and you can move to the next channel. There's your push to talk. Here's your light button, power button. You hold that. This is uh, a multi-function knob, so you can select fe features with that. So that one's a little bit confusing. And this one is uh, the volume. And it's always the volume. So it's, this is a very clear to understand transceiver. The Vertec transceivers are a little more complicated. They have like a dual function knob on them and also a volume knob. And the buttons do more than what these do. The Vertec, but the Vertec also have some extra features which are pretty nifty as well. They have uh, the, the highest end one has got a business band and also FM band um, receiving. And I, I, I kind of wish that I had bought that one instead of this one. And, and, and the Vertex also are a little bit smaller. I would think by looking at this, and I think there's some misconceptions with these, this has got a very large battery. And I would think that this battery would have more capacity than the uh, smaller Vertex ones, which are like a, half the size of this. The truth is, is that the battery is also going to last about the same amount of time. These are all, if you were to just listen and casually, you'd get somewhere between uh, five hours and 24, 23, somewhere there, a number of hours. One of the ICOMs, you could possibly get 40 hours worth of listening. I don't know if I would believe that, but uh, it is possible based on the specs. And the other thing is that the Vertec um, transceivers can go down three feet in water. Now you're not gonna put your, your transceiver underwater, but the point is, is that if you are in a really heavy rain, it's downpouring, the vertex are all gonna be pretty well protected. Where these just say um, that they meet some standardized code. But if you go and you look at the code, what it really says is they're splash resistant. So if you hit this with water, it's fine. Maybe you should wipe it off, but um, just splash resistant. Where the vertex you could actually put underwater three feet there for 30 minutes and they'd still survive. Anyway, that is pretty much it. Thank you for watching Preflight TV. Um, before we go, if you do decide to have the transceiver in the back of your aircraft, make sure to keep the headset adapter plugged into the transceiver while you're flying so that you can get access to this and plug your headsets in right away. Um, and transceivers can save you a little bit of money if you are um, uh, driving to the airport, you can get your ATIS while you're driving. Um, maybe not start the aircraft right away. You can, you can get your frequencies, maybe even get your clearance on this, then start the aircraft. I don't know if I get the clearance first, but there are probably ways to save some money using a transceiver. But um, that's pretty much it. We've got a spreadsheet on the website that describes the different transceivers and the different features. Take a look at that, and um, I will see you next time. Thanks a lot.